we have been doing a series entitled All. The scripture says in James chapter 4, it says, Do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says, He, who's that He? That's God, right? God yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God And he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Wow. Father, we love you today. Thank you for your word. Father, I just ask that you would open the eyes of our understanding. Let us see and hear what you want to speak. Father, let us experience the fullness of, of your deliverance, of your freedom. Father, of breakthroughs because of your help in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. amen. You may be seated this morning. I... Uh, I'm I'm excited about this this passage that we've been uh, been studying together. For those of you that are here for the first time or joining us for the first time, we've been doing a series uh, to go in deeper with God. And we've been looking at the passage of Scripture where Jesus was asked, what is the most important commandment? Of all, and Jesus said to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And uh, you know, listen, I know that that some of you here in this house, um, you're saying, uh, Pastor, that scripture uh, you just you just read, I'm resisting, but Satan ain't fleeing. Come on now. I'm a uh, pastor. I'm trying to draw near to God, but I feel further away than I really ever have in my life. Come on. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to be real with you today. Amen? And uh, so, so I just want to... Uh, I just want to spend a moment and and talk about, we're going to talk about loving the Lord our God with all of our mind. We've talked about loving him with all of our passions, with all of our desires, uh, loving God with all of our heart. We've talked about loving him with all of our, our uh, uh, soul, which is our decision making, surrendering my will to his will. And now we're talking about surrendering our mind, loving God with all of our mind. What does it really look like to love God with all of our mind? Now, we, we talked in, in the past few weeks, we talked about that demonic spirit and demonic activity, they need a body to express themselves. How many know where they're going to get a body? This ain't Frankenstein. They ain't going to the graveyard. 
Or, or maybe they are, and they're finding us. <laughs> Woo, come on now, that wasn't even in my notes. It's free, y'all. <laughs> but they need a body to express themselves because they're a spirit. And so what we've been discussing is that, that those spirits and that demonic activity has to have permission from us has to have permission. Listen, I, I have a choice whenever I want to punch you in the face, Danny. Right? Danny has a choice when he wants to punch me in the face, right? You know, I, I have a choice of the things that I allow and the things that I don't allow. I have a choice. I have to give the enemy has to have permission. And we said this beyond that. We said that the enemy is always looking for access. He's always right up in our face. Um, you know, we talked about the passage of Scripture where the, uh, uh, Jesus goes over to the land of the Gadareans and the demoniac comes and he, and he falls at Jesus' feet and Jesus is casting out the devil and the demoniac is uh, the demons. The legion of demons are saying, please don't send us out of this region. Please send us over to the pigs. And, and so I, I, I want you to grasp that. I want you to understand that that the enemy must have permission to get into the strong man's house Ooh, come on now he must have permission and he must have access granted and often the mind is where the door is open I need, I need you to grasp that. And, and listen, I, let, me, let me pause here and just restate something I said last week. Access was not granted the day you had sex with someone that was not your spouse. Or someone you weren't married to. Or someone of the same sex. Access was granted way before that. Access was not granted the day you filed for divorce. Oh, come on, y'all. Access was not granted the day you committed fraud or the day that you stole that money from your job. Access was not granted the day you pulled the trigger. Access was granted way before that. And the enemy is always, always, always begging and asking, can we, can I, will you, let, let us do this, look at that, do this, do that, feel this, think about this. He's always Begging for permission and access through our faculties. Listen, I truly believe that there are people in this house that want to go deeper with God. 
I, I truly believe that with all of my heart. And here's the good news is God is looking for a deeper relationship with us than we could possibly even imagine. We want that deep relationship with God. And the good news is that he wants it too. Wow. Listen, James chapter 4 said God yearns. Man, that's a good old King James word, isn't it? God yearns. He longs over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. He yearns for that deeper communion with us. He is jealous for more of us. Thus, love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Love the Lord your God with all of your soul. Love the Lord your God with all of your mind. God is jealous and he yearns for all of us. Not just the little bit we've been giving him. Come on now. I truly believe that people, there are some people in this building who are longing to go deeper with God. And we're not the only one that is yearning and longing to go deeper with God because he said, draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. Guys, listen, I'm talking about a scandalous love with God. Come on now. We want to find more of him, and he wants more of us. So listen, last week, I ended and I posed a little teaser to you. I, I, I asked the question, and we're going to start there this morning. And, and so question number one, if you're following along uh, in the church app and the fill in the blanks, here's number one for you. What makes Satan so successful at keeping believers in bondage? Now, now listen to the listen to the question. I didn't say what keep makes Satan so successful at keeping people in bondage, at keeping sinners in bondage. I said at keeping believers in bondage. Pastor, I'm resisting, but it ain't working. Pastor, I'm resisting the devil, but he ain't fleeing. He isn't fleeing. (laughs) If God has set us free, why aren't we walking in that freedom, right? The Lord had me write this book about... 10 years ago or so, I found this, these strategies and this victory a little over 20 years ago, and the book is available in the coffee bar. All of the proceeds last week and this week are going to help our sports and our, uh, I'm sorry, our fine arts. Our kids go to fine arts in Orlando, Florida, so if you uh, want one of these books, the proceeds will go to helping those kids. So uh, that chapter 2, it says this. It says, 
As a very young man, I was blessed with a wonderful wife that I did not deserve. She continually strove to be the best wife anyone could ever ask for. Needless to say, I had not yet learned these principles, nor did I understand that Satan was using my own imagination to undermine my marriage. I should have been happy with my perfect wife, right? I should have been present in the moment and enjoying my life. Instead, I continually lived vicariously through another life that I imagined in my mind. I was physically present, but my imagination had carried me a million miles away. Though I had a ring on my finger that said I was taken, my wild imagination allowed me to play the field with many women as often as possible. By the way, it wasn't another woman. It was any other woman. Unfortunately, the stronghold in my mind did not go away When I said the sinner's prayer. Sound familiar? Let's face it. Satan still has control of too many areas of most believers' lives. After inviting Christ to become Lord of my life. It dawned on me years later that my thought life was out of control. I really loved God. I really wanted to be free. I couldn't bear the thought of going back to my old life, but I just kept struggling. I prayed for longer than most anyone I knew. I had a strict Bible study regimen, and that's all I really needed, right? If that was the case, then why was I still struggling after all of this time and effort that I was investing? I stayed frustrated in my walk with God all the time. As Pastor Judy says says it she says i have we have just enough of this life to make us miserable in that life and just enough knowledge of that life to make us miserable in that life and i stayed frustrated because i had enough knowledge of the word to know that something's wrong here something's not something's not right here and listen i'm telling you that i had been a youth pastor for five years i'd been i'd now become a senior pastor and i was still frustrated in my faith i was teaching the bible i was teaching on prayer i was teaching on being a student of the word but yet here i was and i was frustrated in my faith i'd try and i'd fail and i just couldn't get any traction and how is it that i could try so hard 
to break free from the struggles and fail. What makes Satan so successful of keeping believers in bondage? I want to give you a few thoughts today. And listen, I, I have, a, I have this, this, this sermon that's this long. And man, I've got some great points that I'd love to share with you. But God just kind of cut it off this morning in the first service. And, and we're, just gonna, we're just really, really going to focus on this first, this first portion of the sermon today. And if you're following along in the notes uh, on, on the church app, what keeps... Satan, or what makes Satan so successful at keeping believers in bondage? A is this, most believers are double-minded. Most believers are double-minded. What? When you're trying, now, now listen, I've, I've asked a couple of guys to come up here and help me real quick. And they're going to make their way to the platform as quick as possible here. But uh, when you're trying with all of your might to live a holy life and to live an overcoming life, but your mind is still stuck in its old ways. How many, how many know what I'm talking about? Now, yeah, y'all can come a little closer here, and, and, and I just, I, I, I want to kind of give y'all uh, an understanding of, of the, the flesh, the mind, and the spirit. The flesh, the mind, and the spirit. Y'all understand that, that uh, uh, we, we have these things that make us up, right? And the problem uh, is uh, that we are living uh, in this life of flux, uh, and we can't decide what side we're on oh come on because we're double minded now now wait a minute wait a minute the, this passage of scripture and I didn't share this in the first service but the passage of scripture says um, cleanse your hands you sinners um, and purify your hearts you double minded Oh, 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 man, that's powerful right there. Just that right there. See, what we like to think is that it's enough just to, just to refrain from punching Danny in the face. That, that's not what the scripture said. The scripture says for me to love my enemy, not think about what he did to me all day long. You know, I know the pastor says that we're supposed to forgive, you know, and we're supposed to, did you see what he did? I just can't believe it. If I had it to do, I would give him a piece of my mind. We're running back and forth. We're, we're double-minded. And, you know, I know the Bible says that we're supposed to be holy. I want to be holy. And the, so when I'm at church, I, I want to be holy. And then I go to work the next morning and the reception is she fine. <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know the Bible says uh, that I am healed uh, by the stripes of Jesus and forget not all 
all of my benefits. He's, he's forgiven all of, my, all of my sin and iniquity. And he's healed all of my demand. I know what the Bible says. Oh, but y'all know what? This bursitis that's been going on in my family for years. My diabetes... You know, I just feel like crap. <laughs> We're all the time back and forth. We're all the time living this life being double-minded. How is it that we try and fail and try and fail. We, we can't make up our... Listen, when I was in school, I was a player. I know y'all can't... I just know y'all can't picture that. But I had a I had girlfriend at school. And I had a girlfriend at church. And never the twain shall meet. Till we played football against each other. And I had one girlfriend in those bleachers and one girlfriend in those bleachers. Man! Come on now. That was a scary night. <laughs> I wasn't worried about the score on the scoreboard. You understand what I'm saying? We, we, have that, uh, uh, we have that indecision, that indecisiveness, and we're, uh, we, we don't realize the damage that's being done. Why are we trying and failing and trying and, and failing? And uh, I want to do right, but, but you know, I, wanna, I, you know I, I, I know that I can cast all of my cares on him. And oh, my God, what if they have a car crash? You're worried about stuff all the time. Because we fail because we live a double-minded life. What makes Satan so successful at keeping believers in bondage? Jesus says it like this. Here's B if you're filling in the blank. Jesus says a house... Divided against itself cannot stand. Let me, let me read that passage of Scripture. Mark chapter 3, verse 24. If a kingdom be divided against itself, the kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, the house cannot stand. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand. If Satan can't stand being divided against himself, what makes you think that we can stand? He cannot stand but half an end. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man and then, everybody's saying then. Yeah. 
And then he will spoil his house. A, a house divided against itself cannot, cannot, cannot stand. Listen, what I found is that uh, I was staying frustrated in my faith all the time. Uh, I, I was staying, I had this tug of war going on all the time. And I, I was fasting and praying and reading and, and struggling and frustrated. Uh, and uh, and I just, something must be wrong because I, all I, you know, with all this praying, with all this fasting, with all this word, you know, something's got to be wrong. Something was wrong. There was a traitor in the house. I was committing treason against my own freedom. I was the one that couldn't make up my mind and couldn't decide and didn't realize, I didn't realize why I could not find freedom. My heart wanted freedom so bad, but my mind kept committing treason. Listen, for those of you that are hearing this topic or message for the first time, let me just go back and make a couple of statements. Your heart cannot find freedom from what your mind won't stop thinking. Your heart can't Find a place of forgiveness for that person that hurt you 50 years ago or last month when you keep scratching the sore, the scab on the sore, all day, every day. Because a house divided against itself will fall. And so here I was, uh, I wanted uh, freedom. I wanted deliverance, but I was shooting myself in my own foot. I was committing treason because it's impossible for a house divided against itself to fall, for it to stand. See, I need you to understand that any two make a majority. Come on, did y'all get that? That any two make a majority. My spirit wanted to be godly, right? And if I team up, then my, you know, when, you know, no, hey, you're not, no, uh-uh, you're not going to look there. No, you're not going to go. No, we're not going to, no, we are not going to tolerate that thought. No. But on the other hand, that stinking Danny. <laughs> One of these days, he's going to get what's coming to him. I... I, I, I'm telling you, I, you, you don't know what he did to me. Come on. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. 
And, and, and so we, we do this thing, and any two make a majority. Shut up. I like my pity party. Come on. See, here's the deal. If we would just make up our mind what side we're on uh, and we'd go over and we'd grab him and we'd just beat the snot out of him. (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) Any two make a majority and whenever the two gang up, the other will shut up and submit. Thank you, guys. God bless you. You know, here's the deal. I, I, it is so frustrating for me when I'm driving down the road and I'm behind somebody. It's like, dude, pick a lane, any lane. I don't care which one, just pick a lane. Or when I pull into a parking lot. I got this big old long pickup truck, and I'm trying to find a place to park. Dude, just pick one of the parking spots. I need the other. I don't care which one you pick. Just pick one. Pick a lane. Make a decision. When we were in that life, What peace did we have? What fruit did we have? Most of the time we had fruit that was shameful unto death. Listen. When we're undecided, listen. When we're undecided, our mind will always wind up siding with the flesh. Because it's screaming the loudest. What makes Satan so successful? See, the passage, another passage in James says this. A double-minded man is unstable. Mm. In all, <laughs> all, I, listen, you may act like you got it together on the outside. Mm-mm. No, no. A double-minded man is unstable, inconsistent, and restless in all of his ways. Listen, let Not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Scripture says that when we do this, 
that a mind set on the things of the flesh is hostile towards God. Let me share it this way. If my wife had an arch enemy, how horrible would it be if I started snuggling up? Come on now. I would be hostile, being hostile to my wife. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. It didn't just say, cleanse your hands, stop doing those things. It said, purify your heart. You double-minded. Wow. What a thought. I'm going to ask you to all stand to your feet with me today. Today, I'm going to I'm going to ask you to allow the Holy Spirit to search your heart. I'm going to ask you to say God, is there any area any area where I'm double-minded? Would you do this for me? I'm just going to ask everybody in the house this morning. Would you just come and stand around the front? We're not going to do anything weird to you this morning. Would you just get out of your, out of your seat and just come and, and just stand around the front of the building this, with us this morning? Come on. Come on, press in, press in close. Listen, we could, we could stand here today and put on all the airs. You know, we, we, we can put makeup on it. We can dress up and put our Sunday best on. Because we want everybody to think we got it all together. We don't want anybody to know what's going on. Guys, listen, if we were to get really, really real this morning, we'd find that Satan, this is his M.O. This is his M.O. Because he's looking for permission, he's looking for an access point, and he knows that the mind is the place that he can most easily gain access. Is there an area 
Is there an area that you'd say, man, I'm vacillating back and forth. in, In one ear, I'm listening to the spirit man. In the other ear, I'm listening to the flesh man. And and I just need to stop being double minded. If we would be honest, if we'd be honest, 99.999% would have to say, I'm going through a battle. I'm struggling. I'm fighting. Listen closely. Listen closely. May I have the whites of your eyes? Pastor, I'm resisting. But he ain't fleeing. The scripture didn't say resist the devil and he'll flee from you. We we said a little bit of this when we were talking about loving him with all of our soul. But the scripture says, submit, therefore, yourself unto God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Why was I so frustrated in my faith? Why was I trying and failing? Because I needed to submit this unto God and then resist the devil and then after a period of a war submitting resisting submitting resisting submitting resisting the devil had to go the devil had to go this morning I'm just going to ask you, would you just slip your hands up all over the place and say, God, search me. God, search me. I want to submit my thought life. I want to submit my imagination. I want to submit my mind to you. I want to love you with all of my mind. I want you to have all of me. Come on, just tell him this morning. Just tell him. Just spend a few moments. Your surrender. Come on this morning. Tell him one more time. Guys, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're in the house this morning and you'd say, you know what, I don't have a relationship with Christ. 
I don't have a relationship with Christ. And I feel the tugging at my heart this morning. And I, I need his help. I need to come home. I need a relationship with Jesus. I've tried. I've failed. I can't do it on my own. And when you get to that place, you're ready. When you get to the place where I've done everything I can to change my life, to make my life right, to fix my life. And when you get to the point that you realize there is nothing I can do to fix me, that's the point you give up and you say, God, I, I've got to have you. If that's you this morning with every head bowed, every eye closed, would you just slip your hand up and write back down and say, hey, that's me this morning. I want to pray over you this morning. Thank you. God bless you. Is there another this morning? Slip it up and write back down. Don't leave this house. Don't leave this house like you came. Is there another this morning? Slip it up. Write back down quickly this morning. Quickly. Don't, don't leave. Don't leave like you came in. Slip it up. Is there another this morning? Would you pray with me this morning all over the house? Heavenly Father, we come in Jesus' name. We believe that he died for our sins. He took our place on the cross. We deserve to die. And he laid down his life for us. Today we acknowledge that we're a sinner. But we believe in your plan of forgiveness. And today you're writing our name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Today you have forgiven my sins. I am unable to save myself, to change myself, to be good on my own. It's your grace. It's your kindness. And it's your forgiveness. And today I'm your child. And I'm forgiven in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, church, I'm... I'm so excited to be sharing this topic with you. I, I've been crying out for you because I, I've been telling the Lord, God, they need freedom. They need deliverance. God, help them. Guys, he yearns for you. He yearns for a deeper walk with you, for more of you, for you to love him with all, for him to love, for us to love him with all. Guys, listen, I, I, I need to, I, I need to give you some clarity this morning. This ain't Hollywood. You know, the sitcoms are about 40 minutes long plus commercials, right? And so somewhere in that last little segment, the hero runs in and drops a grenade 
boom, all the bad guys are killed, and we're like, woo, Hollywood. This ain't that. This is a fight for your life. And Satan ain't going to give up in 40 minutes. I don't care how good I preach. Satan ain't going to give up that easy. You're going to have to walk this thing out. Submit, resist. Submit, resist. And he will flee from you. But we have to walk out our faith. And we can't do it when we're double-minded. I'm going to invite Pastor Brian to come to the platform this morning. Man, guys, this is amazing. God is evidently moving among this body of believers. Amen? Because we're being transformed by the power of God's word, by the Holy Spirit, through the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross, we have access to be transformed and to have the renewing of our mind. And this is amazing, but another thing that's amazing, guys, is that we're the church is the people, not a building. And so we can't take what God is doing here and just, just keep it right here. We've got to get outside these four walls. We need to in, invite and tell and share and show the love of Jesus to our community. And we have an opportunity to, to put that into action, not just lip service this week with sports and arts camp. Did you know there's already a record amount of kids signed up? Currently, right now, there's 155 kids already signed up for sports and arts camp. And I'm nervous because normally people come and register the day of. I mean, we're already closing some classes and doing, I mean, it's, it's going to be amazing because to me, that's 155 kids that are going to experience the presence, love, and power of God and not only transform their lives, but also the lives of their families, guys. We cannot sit back and do nothing. And so if you haven't signed up to help for that, man, sign up. It's the training starts tonight at 4 p.m. right here in our church, 4 to 5. And then from 5 to 8, we've got set up. Even if you're not able to help this week, you can help set up tonight. And every single one of us, let me challenge you, every single one of us, whether you can help, whether you can set up, no matter what part you're playing, you can pray wherever you are at for lives to be changed families to experience God in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So guys, we love you. We appreciate you. We value doing life as a family of believers in this house. Guys, may God bless you and cause his face to shine upon you and give you strength for the victory in your mind as you just decide to love him with 